My entitled manager makes the loss prevention team at my store take an entire week off of work just to save money for the company. So I decided to get some revenge and remind them of how important my job really was. And as a result, my shady friends came in there without anyone to stop them and stole thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, all without anyone to try and stop them. Eventually resulting in that store shutting down two months later. And I've never been happier to collect unemployment from anybody in my life. Here's what happened. So I used to work in loss prevention for a regional chain of electronic stores. My job was basically to patrol the store in plain clothing and detain someone if I caught them trying to steal. I've worked private security before, so this was a pretty nice gig. The store's corporate policy, for reasons I cannot quite comprehend, mandated a weekly quota of shoplifter apprehensions, which we called stops. We needed to have at least three stops a week. Usually, we had just about ten, which was just shy of two per day. And obviously, most of the stops involved expensive electronics. We paid our own salaries many times over and saved the company an astronomical amount of money. That is, until one fateful week. Saturday rolled around, and all our loss prevention personnel were called into the office. There were four of us in total. The store manager told us that only two stops had been made for the week, so we had not met our quota. He contacted corporate, and they told him to give all loss prevention personnel the entire week off just to save on the cost. An extra cashier would be scheduled to stand by the door as a deterrent. Now, as you can imagine, a week of no pay did not go over well with any of us, and it was particularly bad timing for me. My rent was due, my dog had some vet bills, and my nephew's birthday was coming up. I and all of my co-workers did everything to fight this. We talked about how we usually met our quota many times over, how we paid our own salaries with all the stops that we did, how much money we had saved the company, how laughably ineffective an untrained cashier standing by the door would be, but it all fell on deaf ears. By the end of it, the manager was clearly flustered, but insisted that we just stay at home the next week. He said that we should think of it as a vacation. I mean, we all had paid time off available, but of course, he said that we couldn't use it. He said that it's about cutting losses for the company. Cutting losses, you say? Well, if only he knew the garbage I was about to pull. We all went home feeling angry and wronged. But before I even set foot in my door, I had the vague beginnings of a plan for absolute vengeance. Now, for some context, I had a few friends, or I guess acquaintances, who were a bit shady. They were generally straight-laced, but they themselves had friends who were even shadier. Dealers, addicts, and even a few gang members, if the rumors were true. They usually hung out in one of three parks in the city limits. So, after blowing off some steam at home, I began to make my rounds. The conversation with each group followed a pretty set pattern. I would say hi, but look a little upset, and they would then ask me how I was doing. I would say something like, well, not too good, I guess. My store just gave the entire loss prevention team the week off just to try and save money. I'm going to miss out on an entire week of pay. A few would probe a bit, and I would verify that, yes, anyone could just walk into the store and take stuff out of it without having to worry about an undercover loss prevention watching them. Now, I knew that my plan was beginning to take hold when someone I had not talked to posted on Facebook asking if it was true that this store had no loss prevention for this entire week. The word seriously gets around fast. All I had to do was now head to the store, grab a 30-pack of beer, and slowly drink the week away while this all went down. People lost their minds. A bunch of product went missing every single day, and not just little things. People were apparently walking out with giant flat-screen TVs and refusing to stop for the lowly cashier by the door. Tablets, laptops, 
laptops, notebooks, and consoles, they all vanished into thin air. Several cell phones from the display case even went missing. But I would not hear about this till later, though. All I know is that on Wednesday, hardly halfway through my unpaid week off, I got a call from work. But I let it go to voicemail, and I couldn't help but crack a smile when I finally listened to it. It was the store manager asking me to come in and work a full shift because of all of the problems they've been having. You could almost hear the desperation in his voice. I knew my little scheme had worked perfectly, but sadly, I chose not to respond or come in for work that day. Even if I wanted to, I was pretty deep into a six-pack at the time. I got another call the following day, which this time I answered. I said to them, boss, I'm so sorry, but I'm actually eight hours away at the beach right now. I thought going out of town would be a good idea since, you know, you told us to treat this like a vacation. In reality, I was still in my pajamas, drinking coffee, and watching my favorite television show all day. The following day, I didn't get a phone call. The store had to bus loss prevention personnel in from other stores and had a police officer standing by the door. I'm sure the police department was happy to oblige, and I can only imagine how many calls they got from the store over the past week. When I went back after my week off was up, there were two new policies that were tacked right onto the bulletin board. For starters, at least one lost personnel associate must be on the floor from open to close, and the quota was changed from the number of stops per week to the amount of money saved in a month, a much more flexible and reasonable quota that the four of us would have no problem meeting. Well, I should say three of us actually. One of my fellow loss prevention co-workers made use of their week off by getting a new job and honestly, good for them. Now, I never did learn the hard numbers on how much money hemorrhage out of that store, but I do know that it was somewhere in the six-figure range. I thought about getting a new job myself, but it didn't prove to be necessary. I guess a company that cuts all loss prevention for a week must have deeper financial problems because the whole chain folded two months later. I then got to spend my days drinking beer, watching Netflix, and getting paid unemployment for it. I ended up landing a new job with a private security firm that paid me much better. I eventually ran into my shadier acquaintances showing off their new iPads a few days after this mess. And needless to say, I think I know exactly how they got them. Yeah, that's a crazy circumstance to be stuck in. Imagine working your job and then getting sent home for an entire week, all because the boss and your store didn't want to pay you. I think I would have lost my mind if I had to deal with that. That must have been awful, but you know what? It kind of worked out in the end. Because that store learned very quickly that yes, your job is very important. And without you being there to try and stop the bad guys from getting their merchandise, they will literally lose thousands of dollars. And they've got no one to blame for that except themselves. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius? Check it out, link down below in the description. Also follow Am I the Jerk on Instagram and Twitter to see all the stories that couldn't make it into the videos. Am I the Jerk because I got my daughter an $80 dress because she was so kind to her younger brother. Here's what happened. So my family just got back from a week-long cruise and there is still some tension about this situation. My wife and I took our 20-year-old son, 16-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son, and 7-year-old son. Our oldest spent most of his time on vacation doing his own thing, having breakfast and dinner with the family, but being seldom seen otherwise. My wife and I enjoyed spending time with our kids, but we also did some couple activities as well. There are clubs on the boat for kids, and our 13-year-old really enjoyed them, but our 7-year-old didn't, and kept wanting to spend the day with his sister, who we had given carte blanche to do her own thing as long as she ate with us, and answered when we messaged her. She was a good sport, and took her little brother on most of her adventures, swimming with him, taking him to trivia, and doing the animal 
animation classes with him. I felt like this was a very sweet thing of her and showed a great deal of maturity. The second to last day of the cruise, I took her to the gift shop and I told her to pick out whatever she wanted as a thank you for looking after her brother. She was very excited and ended up picking out a dress. The dress was $80. She wore it to dinner and that night and when she told her mom I bought it for her, my wife gave me a weird look. After dinner, she asked me why in the world I did that. I explained that it was a reward for looking after her brother. She said that we can't buy an $80 dress for our daughter and then get nothing for our sons. I said we didn't get them nothing. We literally took them on a cruise. My wife said that I'm an idiot, but I don't think so. We got some trinkets for the younger boys, about $20 worth of stuff, and my wife thinks that I messed up and said that I should apologize to the boys, but I refuse. We took our adult son on a vacation that cost thousands of dollars. He has no reason to resent his sister for being rewarded for being thoughtful. If we got our 7-year-old and our 13-year-old a really expensive souvenir, it would probably be lost or broken. She still thinks that I'm a jerk though. Now just to clarify, we did not tell our daughter to explicitly babysit her brother. That's not the case at all. What kept happening was that she would tell us her plans for the day and the 7-year-old would say that he'd rather go do that than go to the kids club and she would agree to let him come with her. So it was more of her just being a nice sister than actually babysitting. She always had the ability to drop him off at the club and that's why I wanted to reward her because I thought it was so sweet of her to not do that and to make her brother feel good about his cool older sister wanting to hang out with him. So honestly, am I the jerk for wanting to get my daughter a dress as some kind of reward for watching over her little brother? No, I don't think you're the jerk at all. I honestly think that's really sweet and really endearing. Your daughter was literally being a good older sister. She could have easily just gone off on her own and said, okay, see you later, bye, I'm not spending time with you. But instead, she decided to step up and let her little brother come along with her. I mean, nobody asked her to do that. She literally did that on her own. And that, in my opinion, is a sign of a really good older sister. So no, you're not the jerk and you didn't do anything wrong for getting her that dress. That was clearly a gift that honestly nobody is having a problem with except for your wife for some reason. And I don't think there's anything wrong with her getting that gift and your sons getting something simple. Because at the end of the day, they got to go on a cruise. And that is already a fantastic way to spend a vacation. Am I the jerk for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car without his consent? Even though I was trying to figure out what happened to our dog. Here's what happened. So I live with my husband and my daughter. My daughter and I recently went on a short trip out of state while my husband stayed as he had work and was supposed to look after our dog. On the last day of our trip, we got a call from my husband who was acting distraught and said that our dog had run away and that he could not find her. He claimed that she just bolted away from him in the park and she went into some bushes and he could not find her. Our dog is quite small. It's a mini poodle mix and it's almost 13 years old. She is still active, but it is really unlike her to run away from us. So I was suspicious, but chose to believe my husband. I mean, my daughter and I were in grief for the loss of our dog, but we did not want to blame him. When we came back home, he seemed surprisingly okay, unlike us. Ever since the pandemic, my husband started working from home and he has always been annoyed at how much attention we gave the dog and hated how the dog begged to sit on our laps and his while he worked. A few days later, we got a call from Animal Rescue in our neighborhood, stating quite far from us that she had been found. I picked up the phone and it was on our landline, which we almost never use these days, but it was the contact on the microchip. I told my husband and he just said, this is great, I'm so happy, but it felt kind of blunt and insincere. 
I said it's strange that she got so far and he responded that someone must have stolen her and then abandoned her. This made little sense to me as to why that would happen. So when he was out drinking with his buddies, I copied the videos from his dash cam for the days I was away and I saw that he had indeed taken the dog far out of state, had clearly dropped her off in front of his car, thrown a frisbee-like object into a field, yelled at her to fetch and then drove off without her. I was livid and confronted him and he just stupidly muttered how he dropped her there so she could find a farm and have a better life. And then the next day, he got angry at me for viewing his dash cam and he called me and my daughter jerks. So I need to know, am I the jerk for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car all without his consent just to try and figure out what happened to my dog? Wow, your husband is an awful person. Let me get this straight. He literally took the dog out of state, threw a frisbee and said, go fetch, and then got in his car and then took off. Like, are you kidding me right now? This guy has clearly seen one too many movies because that's a horrible thing to do. Like, there's no good excuse for treating a dog like that. A dog, in my opinion, is a member of the family. It is trusting that you're going to take care of it. Like, seriously, this guy has some serious problems. And it's also a massive red flag that he freaked out that you're looking at his dash cam footage. I mean, if this heartless jerk can clearly get rid of his dog by just throwing a frisbee out of state and then running off like nothing happened, what else could he possibly be hiding from you? I bet that dash cam has a lot of footage that you probably don't know about. So no, you are absolutely not the jerk for checking the dash cam footage. I mean, honestly, let's just thank our lucky stars that it was even there in the first place to check. So honestly, hopefully this all works out for you because this pathetic excuse for a man is an absolute dirtbag and he had no right to treat that dog in that way. Today, I messed up by realizing that I destroyed an art piece in an art gallery 10 years ago and now I feel really bad and I don't know what to do. Okay, I want to start off by saying that while this event happened 10 years ago, I literally just realized an hour ago what I actually did. In 2014, I was just completing my master's degree in design. Now, the degree was set up in such a way where it was one course of 40 people, but we were all doing different areas, from dance to architecture, sculpture, textiles, everything and anything. We would have lectures together and present the progress on our projects every couple of months. So the end of the year comes around and we start setting up our final gallery show. The space we were using was the first year art students workshop, which we cleared out, prepped and painted it fresh. When I arrived to do my part, one wall was a complete mess, like 100 holes all over it, like a hammer and knife attack. I was angry that a first year did this to a structural wall. So I decided to grab the sandpaper, some filler and some paint just to try and fix it. The show went ahead fine with a warning wet paint sign on that section. I think you can tell where this might be going. You know how your brain suddenly reminds you of things out of nowhere? Stuff like, oh man, my laundry, or oh, I forgot to pay that bill. Well, I'm sitting in my bed and suddenly I realize, oh no, that was Anna's master degree piece. You see, Anna was a part-time mature student on different hours to the rest of us. We saw one presentation of her work, which was about making repeated holes into paper and cardboard. I never thought about it much again. She must have come in before the rest of us, created the wall piece for the show, and then left. And I just went in, filled it all in, and painted over it. To be fair, she never really left any note or a name on the piece of art. I honestly don't even know if she knew what happened to it, since it's not like she would need to come back to collect it after the show, since it was, you know, a wall. If she did, I hope she saw humor in it and added it to the piece's story, saying something like, humans crave to repair damage, or something like that. Either way, I'm now silently cringing, and I may need to repent 
repent to the art gods or else karma will come back and strike me down. So sure, that is kind of a mess up to some degree, but you know what? If your classmate didn't want that supposed art project to get fixed and painted over, well then they probably should have properly labeled it. Like seriously, they didn't tell anybody that's their work. They didn't put up a note or a sign or anything along those lines. Like seriously, this is your classmate's fault, not yours. You were literally just trying to make that place look good in preparation for the art show. So I mean, sure, in retrospect, maybe you did mess up. But at the end of the day, this is completely Anna's fault, not yours. Am I the jerk for telling off my brother-in-law after he mocked my son for going to therapy? Here's what happened. I'm a 38-year-old male and my 15-year-old son has been in therapy for the past few months after his best friend passed away. It was very hard for him. And while I've always been there to help him, my wife and I felt that having a therapist would be best. He seems to be making a lot of progress, so I know it's working. Unfortunately, my brother-in-law is the type of man who thinks that men shouldn't express their emotions. Now, I've always thought this was complete baloney, so I made sure my wife and I were on the same page about not letting that happen. Last night, there was a family gathering. My son had just had his therapy session, so we picked him up and drove there. While we were there, my son was telling me about something they talked about, and my brother-in-law must have overheard it, because he started on a tangent about boys not needing therapy and calling my son a girl. I probably wouldn't have reacted as much if my son hadn't been there, but my son was visibly hurt by what he was saying. I was angry at him, and I told him to get lost, stating that right now my son is more of a man than he is. I would have liked to say more, but I didn't want to upset my son further. I admit that I might have gone a little too far, but I was defending my son. But I don't think someone who shames someone else for being healthy while also being sexist is being a man. My brother-in-law just glared at me and stormed out of the house. My wife told me that we were leaving, so I got my son and we left. My son didn't say much the rest of the night, but my wife sure did. She was mad at me for doing that and saying I disrespected her brother. I tried to explain I was just defending my son from him, but she wouldn't take it and is ignoring me. I'm still mad over this. My son was shamed for expressing his emotions, and then everyone gets mad at me for defending him. But all of their reactions are making me second-guess myself and wondering if I'm secretly the jerk here. What should I do? I don't think you're the jerk for stepping in and defending your son. Your brother-in-law was absolutely being a jerk. He disrespected your child in front of everybody. And by the way, your son's going through a really difficult time right now. His best friend passed away, and things have been so bad that he needed therapy to try and deal with this situation. You literally did your job as a parent, and in no way do I think that makes you the jerk in the slightest. Am I the jerk for speaking to my child in Polish, even though my boyfriend has asked me not to do it? Here's what happened. I'm a 21-year-old female, and I've been dating my boyfriend who's 26 years old for about three years now. We have a son together who's 13 months old. Not too long ago, my son said his first word, and I decided that now might be a good time for me to teach him Polish in addition to English. So, for the past few days, I've been speaking Polish to him. I know he won't learn it straight away, but in a few years, he might be fluent. However, when my boyfriend saw me saying Polish words to him, he said that I should stop doing that. I asked him why, and he said it wouldn't be fair if we could communicate with each other in a language that he could not understand. He even said that Polish wasn't a useful language to learn, like Spanish or French. I have acknowledged this, but I have continued to do this, even though my boyfriend has asked me to stop. I feel guilty, but I do want to share my first language with my child. I also feel hurt that he doesn't care about my language, so I need to know. Am I the jerk for speaking to my child in Polish, even though my boyfriend 
boyfriend has asked me not to and is really against the idea of my son learning the language. You are not the jerk for teaching your son a second language. Your boyfriend is being an idiot. Seriously, this guy is a complete moron. Why would he not want his son to be bilingual? Now that I'm an adult, I'm personally very furious that I don't know a second language. Like, I never had the chance that some people had of not only learning a second language in school with like a really good program because I never had one, or to have a native speaking family member who speaks that language. Like, seriously, this is a really good opportunity for this kid. And just because he's learning Polish doesn't mean that it won't be useful in his life. Because most kids who are bilingual earlier in life might have an easier time learning other languages. And teaching him when he's younger and carrying on this language to your son would not only be a really good way of keeping your family line alive, but it's also a good way to set him up for life. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your boyfriend is a complete idiot, and seriously, if he wants to know what you're saying to your son in Polish, then it's time for him to pick up a book and learn Polish. Because as far as I'm concerned, it would be a disservice to not share this with your son. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.